So the cameras uh -huh. are going to be like shooting through here, like showing oh, nice. like this, yeah. right? Yeah. So there will be a lot of areas where they're shooting kind of through this. Yeah. Kind of like this. Like depth of field where yeah. I'm not in focus. Uh, oh. Oh. When you're using that as a Yeah, that. Hey, you guys have too much fun. Well, hey, everybody, welcome back to the Build Strong podcast. I'm so excited to have my friend, my brother, Eric Bowles in the house today. Eric, thanks for being here. Glad to be here. What's up, my man? Hey, doing well. And uh, we're going to take a few minutes today to talk about one of the things that I think is critical for every one of us, no matter if we are a business leader, uh, teenager, uh, no matter where we're at in life, the power of perspective, perspective. Mm -hmm. um, now, before we jump into some of the details, because I think we should talk about the difference that perspective makes in the area of life, of faith, of leadership. I know you're going to have some, some thoughts on each one of those. We were talking earlier about this idea of perspective, and I don't know if you remember this, but back in the day when I was a little kid in the Tacoma Mall, they had these pieces of artwork on display that you would look at them and it just looked like a whole jumble of colors or whatever. But the principle was if you looked just the right way, a 3D image would pop out. Do you, do you remember that? I, I remember that, man. I was, I was one of those weird looking individuals staring at it the whole time, yeah. getting upset that I didn't see what everybody else did. Yeah. You know, I, I know what you're talking about. And I, I remember like for weeks and weeks, you know, we would walk by these and I, I'd try to figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. I'd try to figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. And it was frustrating because people next to me would all of a sudden go, oh, I see it, you know, and you're like, you're such a liar, you know, <laughs> uh, until one day I changed my perspective. I changed how I was looking at this thing and all of a sudden, boom, that, that image. Do you, do you remember yeah. that moment for you? Uh, I, and to be honest, I think one of those I never, ever, ever, ever saw. You didn't see? <laughs> right, but, but I've had those moments with some others where, where it really leaped out at me. And, and then once I saw it, I could not see it. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, once you see it, you can't yep. unsee it, right? Yeah. Power perspective. Yeah. Um, so for those who maybe don't know you well, Eric, tell a little bit about your journey. Because I think hearing your story of life... Uh, high capacity leader, you work with businesses, corporations, executives, doing coaching. And really, I'm guessing a lot of your conversations, it's trying to unearth perspective. Mm -hmm. Is that accurate? That is accurate. Yeah. That is accurate. So, you know, if I use an everyday language now, I'm, I know we're talking about perspective. We use that word perspective, but even it's, I think it's important even to define what it means. Mm -hmm. And so when I, say perspective i'm literally saying how we see mm. so it's not just you know you hear perspective but it's just how we see right and the, the the reason that's so important is how we see influences everything yeah so how i see automatically influences how i feel automatically there's no getting around it how that's i good. see something is how i feel about something and then we know how we feel about something is the motivation, is the energy, in terms of what we do. Yeah. And so we have a tendency, and therefore I love this topic, and even as you were describing the example at the beginning, typically 
we're trying to do something different. If you're a leader, you're trying to get your people to behave differently to create a certain result. If you're a parent, trying to get my kids to do something different. <laughs> now, if you're just an individual alone, right. look, we got some habits right. that we're trying to break. Like, I'm doing something wrong or I want to do something different. But you got to realize, like, what you do is dictated by how you feel and what you feel is dictated by how you see. But in that order... Our perspective or how we see is where we have the most influence. Mm, I think yeah. you, I heard you say uh, once before, sometimes we got to examine, we got to look, or, or more importantly, I like say it this way, I need to take time to see what I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Right, I can't just go run off and like, this is what I see. No, let's examine. Yeah. Do, am I properly seeing what I'm seeing? Yeah. You know, and if I can get that part right, yeah. kind of leads to the others. Yeah, because what you're getting at here, it's not just what we see, it's how we see. That's right what we see. How many times have we been in situations where you have two people looking at the exact same thing, <laughs> but they see it from completely different angles. And the challenge, and this this is like every tension in life, right? Everyone. Every single tension comes back to this. Mm-hmm. You're looking at the same exact thing. You just see it from different perspectives. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, for those who are listening today, you know, this could transform your marriage. Everything. It could transform your parenting. It could transform who you are as an employee or as an employer. Yep. Right? And that's that's even dangerous because some of us who are maybe leading teams of people Mm -hmm. or we're helping to lead a household, it's our way or the highway. There's there's only one perspective. It's mine. (laughs) And I know it's right. Because it's what I see, but what what's the danger, you know, in, in that in that paradigm? If if you just it's only my way, it's my way to the highway. What what are some of the roadblocks in that? It, it was funny. I I did this one. Never forget this. Uh, um, this little tool where I don't know if you've seen it before, but um, it was it was called a finish file. It was just a sentence that where you had to count the number of letter F's that you would see in these two sentences, right? Okay. And so everybody will read the same thing. You'll have this group of people. The first time I did it, I'll never forget. I, I read through it. And they had it in a room. I'm looking at it. And then the facilitator up front says, now everybody count the number of letter F's that you read in this sentence. And it said finished files are the result of, and they kept going through this thing, scientific research. Most people raise their hand. They say, how many F's do you see? The majority of people in the room raised their hand. And the majority of people only saw three F's. Okay, now think about how this works. We were sitting in tables. What I saw was three F's. I was at a table where so did everybody else. So we all raised our hand and we felt really good about it. Why? Because I only saw three. They only saw three. So we must be all on the same page. We must be right. Yeah. Well, there was one person on our table who did raise a hand, but they looked so uncomfortable, right? And they're kind of looking at us. We're looking at them. We're like, what's the problem? Nothing. Then the facility asks, how many of you saw four Fs? A few other hands goes up. Another person says, how many see five? Another hand goes up. And finally, at the end, the facility says, how many people see six? The person on our table raises (laughs) their hand all uncomfortable, and they see six. We saw three. Now, we're sitting there going, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with your eyes? What we didn't realize, and if anyone has ever been to this example, is that we were all looking at the same thing, but we didn't see the same thing. Mm. See, on that card, there were three words that say of. And because it says of, you read it, you don't see the F. Mm. You It sounds like a V. So your eyes automatically, you know, make it work. Now, nobody hears that right now. You're like, okay, what does that do anything? Here's the problem. 
if the person in charge is the one who saw only three Fs, right. now we got a problem. Right. And in most situations, most leadership, even in our homes, the person who only sees the limited amount also happens to be in charge. Mm. And if you don't take feedback or if you don't allow no one to help adjust your perspective, you're going to make decisions based on inaccurate information. Ooh, and the good. majority of our life's problems is not because, you know, we're not competent. The problem is we just don't see right. Mm. And this is why, you know, th- what we're talking about right now matters yeah, so much. Yeah, you, you shared an important word right there. I want to want to dig into that. Feedback. Um, and again, like... I'm a dad with three teenage kids now, uh, you know, married, uh, pastor, running, helping to run an organization with a team of people. Why is feedback both so hard yet so necessary? Talk about that. Okay. Uh, first reason why uh, feedback can be so hard is we have a tendency to take the feedback we receive and instead of taking it as feedback in terms of for course correction, you know, we're all human. Mm-hmm. We kind of allow it to influence how we feel about ourselves. Identity. Like if you're telling, if you give me feedback, uh, here's what I've learned. If somebody comes to you and says, hey, Tyler, I would love to give you some feedback. Your first instinct is, oh, my God, more compliments. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. No, no, no. I'm, I'm on the defensive already. It's already yeah. in us. Like yeah. there's a part of us that wants to defend, right? Yeah. So some of the challenges, just how we view feedback in the first place. And most people give us feedback. Unfortunately, instead of coaching us forward, they kind of tend to see the coaches backwards a little mm. bit, right? But the other reason why sometimes we're not quick to have feedback, we like to attach our effort we want to fundamentally believe that the effort we give is there's a return in it like we're doing good work because our intentions are so high Mm. so we like to be supported rewarded for our intentions not for the actual impact they're having like because i'm here and because i'm working hard and because i care your feedback should be you appreciate it but if what i'm doing does not have value to you it's not your job to give me credit just because I put that effort in. Mm. Anytime we receive feedback, there's probably going to require some course correction. Yeah. And that's not something we typically embrace until we start to see feedback differently. Yeah. Until we start to see the role of leadership differently. If I don't work on the way I look at those things, if I don't even work at the, uh, work on the way I see myself as a leader, yeah. which means I serve, I course correct, I make better decisions with better information, that means the only way to get that is through feedback, then I will seek it out. But if I still believe every time I get feedback as a leader and it tells me I'm not doing a good job, it means I'm not being a good leader. No, it's the opposite. If we can really get that deep down inside, yeah. my ability to course correct and adjust based on feedback mm. is really the indicator of how good of a leader I am. Yeah. So that has to, it's, the, it's all those little things that begin to get the right perspective. That's why we call perspective, we say per, uh, the, the power of perspective. Yeah. If I shift my perspective, it changes how I feel about all those things. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I, I love that idea, just the power of perspective change, but needing feedback outside of ourselves. Because the reality is, just because you see it, and 
here's what I believe. Like what you see is real, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean it's the sum total of reality. And I think that's where we get hung up because we are convinced. No, I, what I see is real. Okay. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. true from that angle Mm -hmm. or from that perspective. Now, so let's change gears here a little bit and talk about the importance of perspective as it relates to faith. So I know for you, like follower of Jesus, man of God, one of our teaching pastors at Life Center, um, you grew up in the church. You grew up around the church. But I've heard you talk about this. There was a perspective shift that happened when your faith really became your own yeah. while you were playing in the NFL, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, talk to us a little bit about that that journey. and Because maybe this is going to be that encouraging moment for somebody who maybe they've settled for, uh, you know, just, just kind of the shell of religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, okay, yep, I know there's yeah. a God. Yeah. I uh, I occasionally go to yeah. church. Yeah. Um, you know, it it's a part of my life, but it doesn't form yeah. or lead my life, which is key because I think to be a faithful disciple of Mm -hmm. Jesus, it's actually the gospel that Mm -hmm. shapes our our perspective, right? Yeah. But but talk to us about about your journey because you grew up around it. You grew up in it. Yeah. If you ask a fish, what does water feel like? Mm. It it looks at you strange. It knows nothing different. That's all. That's the only place it's been. Well, that was me growing up. So, you know, church was just part of culturally what you did is but who I am is and when I say who I am not from a a pure identity standpoint it just means I've been so conditioned by the environment Mm. and so I didn't I wasn't really that aware that there was a different one and so what expanded my world was athletics so sports took me to places or my ability to play to realize that man there there were people out in the world who didn't go to church on weekends like i didn't know that existed right yeah right? yeah, yeah. Okay, i thought everybody was at church uh uh every weekend right um uh and it, it, and it wasn't just that like it wasn't just what church formed. It, sometimes we think about it too, way too broadly in religion form. No, it was my specific church I was at had a huge influence on how I saw the world. Right. And so when you get exposed to more, when you grow up, and, and I, I, I was once told this, my, uh, one thing I do appreciate about my father who was a pastor, uh, he was about me receiving exposure. He wasn't afraid for me to be exposed to stuff. Um, there's a saying that uh, as, as parents, uh, too often, instead of preparing our children for the road, we try to prepare the road for our children, mm. right? And mm. so we try to uh, create such a safe environment, which means now they don't have the immune system, the capacity to deal when life yeah, hits. Good. So what ends up happening is once I got to college, I was like, man, there's a different world. And I lived it fully, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I was an athlete, I was learning. And but what I was also doing at the time was my picture of a relationship with God and what I was aspiring to be were incongruent. Mm. And what I mean by that, I'm just keeping it 100. Like all I knew about men in church were they were nice. And there was nothing in me that aspired to be nice. Like I didn't sit and dream about being nice. I didn't sit around and hope to be a good guy. Man, I wanted to conquer some stuff, man. I wanted to be important. And so 
what ends up happening is I thought I found it through athletics. So I get out there. I start being, becoming a better player and all this stuff. I did not have a personal relationship with Jesus. And then once I got from college, got drafted in the NFL, got to the NFL, what happened was I ran into athletes, professional football players that I admired as football players. I wish I didn't have to go in that order, but it did. And in yeah. the place I was sitting at the time, you want I I respected those who were doing something I still wish I could do. So, but then when I ran into Gilbert, when I ran into spent time with Don Jones, when I ran into Reggie White, when I got a chance to be exposed to men who found their identity, their perspective, they saw the world through the lens of the relationship guy. Mm. That was shocking to me because how they saw themselves influenced how they felt about themselves, which influenced how they behaved. And if you can behave like a man of God in the NFL, you don't really know how hard those winds blow until you got to walk against them. Okay. And to watch these men who had such an influence in my life walk boldly, not perfectly, but with confidence, with 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 assuredness of who they are in Christ, while wearing an NFL jersey, instead, because for me, I was a I like to say I was a professional football player who happened to be a Christian. They were Christians who happened to actually they were men of God who happened to play football. Mm. That was a whole different shift in yeah, perspective. perspective. Yeah, yeah. And good. when I got exposed to that, when I got a chance to see that. I had such a significant influence on my life. Mm-hmm. Now, I now had something to aspire to that wasn't just being nice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so good. Another story I have here around perspective. And many times we think about perspective or how we see, we think of just from a leadership perspective. Just say, yeah. uh, as, as a leader, I'm looking down on the field and this is how I see things. So you need to see it the way I see it. Right. Right? I have a better perspective, a longer term perspective, which is critical. But we got to realize there's several perspectives. Mm. And many times the, 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 the way that we see it has to do with where we're at in uh, in the situation, right? Yeah. During my playing days, man, we were playing, i never forget, we were playing the Buffalo Bills. And uh, at the time, you know, they were really good. I mean, we were the Jets. We were not as good. Right? <laughs> but I still remember a conversation from one of the players on the team, one of the coaches, halftime draws draws you know the play up and on paper it looks perfect like hey come on uh, uh, offensive tackle and tight end you got to make sure you block this guy all you got to do is block this guy right here and he puts the x down for the guy and in the middle of it, the guy goes you know i'm not going to use the same language he <laughs> used but he was like man are you crazy he goes you just putting down an x man that's bruce smith that's one of the best defensive players in the league. So writing it down on paper, of course it looks easy until you put a number next mm. to it, until you specifically identify it. And when you identify it, you realize that is not as easy as you think. Yeah. You know, we have a tendency to confuse something that's simple with being easy. And this is a challenge with not having perspective. Many times as leaders or where we sit, we, from a distance, we always tell people, man, do you know how simple that is? Just do this. But you're not close enough to it to actually put action to it. The closer you get to it, what looks simple, you realize is also hard. Yeah. It's like telling somebody, you know, who works for NASA, man, just put a man on the moon, go up there, plant a flag, and yeah. fly back down. What's the problem? <laughs> it's 
Saying it is simple. The more you get into detail, it's highly complicated. Yeah. So one of my thoughts, you know, I, I try to remind leaders, and you we mentioned it, but feedback has to go yeah. both directions. Yeah, feedback allows good. all of us to see. So it's not just a parent giving more feedback to the child. It's that child giving feedback to the parent. It's not that leader just giving feedback to their team. Leaders, if you're not taking more feedback than you're given, you are working with incomplete information. Yeah, it is good. so critical to make sure everything that's influencing how you see is coming from various perspectives. Yeah, yeah the view on the field is a lot different than the view from the stands <laughs> or the sidelines. <laughs> I, I know I've heard you say before, the loudest boos come from the cheapest seats, right? So uh, that, that's a reality, isn't it? It, it? it is. Talk for a moment. You know, I think, I think at times it's easy for us to get locked into our perspective. Maybe... Uh, maybe stuff didn't turn out like we wanted it to. Uh, maybe we're going through a little bit of a, a stormy season and maybe it hasn't been a stormy season. Let's be honest. There's some people maybe listening today and they've just had a stormy life. I mean, it's been one That's hit right. after another. That's right. And what's that balance? Because I don't think when we talk about perspective, we're not saying, hey, just bury your head in the sand and just just act like Fake it till you make it, yep. right? Just act yep. like everything's okay, yep. and eventually you'll start to feel okay. Yep. What's the difference between, okay, I'm going through a hard season. This is not fun. It's not what I signed up for. And actually being able to, in the midst of that, lean into a healthier perspective. Mm, man, that is such a great, great question. And um, the reality is, that some things we just gotta fundamentally grow into. Mm. Because even when I first came to know the Lord, man, there was such a zeal. I just believed because my perspective shift, everything was gonna end this, and from a circumstantial standpoint, shift. Yeah. Nah, man, I, I finally gave my life to the Lord, got sold out, and then got cut. I was like, getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> getting cut and walking with you, Lord, don't go together. Yeah, like, yeah. how did that happen? Yeah, <laughs> right, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but, the, the, but what you're saying is so real because we can use Scripture, and this is where we have to be careful sometimes in the church and, mm. and, 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 and we minister. I personally believe we're not real enough. I'm just being real. Like, like I don't think we're real enough. And what I mean by that is people's circumstances are real. Like, there are some things that you will not change. Like, you're not changing your circumstance. And they're like, oh, so I'm stuck to it. No, what we're saying is your circumstance most likely isn't going to change until something in you begins to change. Why? Yeah, that's good. Because now you start... In being able to do certain things that influence that circumstance differently. Like you, you're just not uh, uh, privy to it. Now, I I felt like that strongly all throughout my life. I'm like, oh man, you know, I'm a thermostat. I'm not a thermometer, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. or <laughs> you know, it's like, oh man, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I can, uh, but then you start getting hit in the face with some, some real stuff. Yeah. Like, like, nah, man, you're like, you know, financial like collapse. I'm like, Brother, I, all I can do right now is be on my knees curled up like a little baby because I don't know what I'm going to do, mm, right? Mm. Uh, uh, my daughter ended up with cancer. Like, yeah, 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 you're real tough. I'm walking around. Man, I wasn't I wasn't claiming the scripture. I wasn't speaking. I was like, I don't know where to go. Yeah. Man, I, you know, you got my yeah, phone calls. I, I Everybody else me, calling. Yeah. I mean, th bro, that... 
that's real. Yeah. And so in those moments, you're like, well, if it's this, what, Eric, how could you see that? No, the, the one thing that begins to change in those moments is if the perspective I see from, I think you said it, it was just so good. This is not just what I see. This is evaluating how I see. So what am I seeing from? If yeah. I only see Madison has cancer, if I only see uh, my, 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 my mother is, uh, is had to hit double lung transplant for a disease that she'd never smoked in her, a day in her life, but sarcoidosis has completely messed up her lungs. Uh, I see two of my buddies ended up with stage four cancer. Like, if that's all I see and I'm seeing it from that perspective, how can I not feel helpless? Mm. And if I feel helpless, my behavior around them is like I'm helpless. Yeah. But if I can see with the longer term perspective, which is what we get when we walk with the Lord. Now, yeah. I'm seeing from the biblical perspective, I realize, and this isn't even, I tell people when I say this, you don't even have to get deeply spiritual. Mm -hmm. This is just, even if you weren't super deeply spiritual, you do realize you see about two, three percent of all that there is. I'm like, so to, to sit there and say, you see it all exactly how it is. Do you know how arrogant that is? Right. I mean, most of us, we wake up tomorrow with new information. I, I've had moments where I was freaking out about something, only the next day to get a note or a letter that literally said, oh, I'm sorry, what we thought it was, it was actually this. I spent 24 hours freaking out about something that was not real. Mm. Why? Because how I saw it dictated how I felt about it, and how I felt about it dictated how I behaved. So you don't think it's probably smart? to have a perspective that allows you to see from a much different vantage point. We can't have that vantage point on our own, right. but he does. Yeah. And so when I talk about the shift of, of you know, not flying at the sky, real life will remind you that if you don't have something bigger than you yes, to yeah. see things from, I, good luck. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine living my life, having to simply function from what I know. Man, like not only am I concerned about me, I'm concerned about everybody connected to me. Yeah, right? yeah. Like I don't trust me enough yeah. to do that. Yeah. Amber and I were talking the other day and I, I literally said, I don't know how people do this. And th this isn't because I'm a pastor. I don't know how people do this without Jesus. There, there's just, there's too much that life throws at you. Yep. And uh, years ago, one of my friends, he was diagnosed with cancer. I was visiting him in the hospital, late stages. We've been praying for his healing, his recovery. And I remember looking at him that night mm. and uh, I, I looked at him, I grabbed his hand. And I said, listen, as a follower of Jesus, no matter what happens, we win. Come on. And, and I, I fully believed it then mm -hmm. and I have to fully believe it now yeah and I and and I filled in the blanks when I said that to him I said here's the deal Bernie if if God heals you tonight and yep. you walk out of this hospital there we go you win yep and if in a few days you go home to be with the Lord mm. guess what you win come on and there there has to be that type of eternal perspective and I think that's maybe where sometimes we get overwhelmed is we live, and, and this is especially for those of us who are Christians, 
Mm. We say we live with a belief that eternity is real, mm. but the function in which we often live our days yeah. acts like it's not. That's real. So when information comes, when a situation comes, a circumstance mm. comes, our lives get derailed. Well, if God was good, why is this mm. going on? Or if this was happening, you know, he must not love me. Yeah. But we got to remember, no, eternity is real. There's more than just right now. And, mm. and that's, that's a perspective that we have to continually discipline ourselves yeah, yeah. to have, but also invite the Holy Spirit to yeah. remind us of that truth. Yeah, you know, when you said what you just did, um, as you're talking, I'm, I'm reflecting upon and trying to do it in such an authentic way, real moments. Mm. And, and I'm trying, uh, not trying, but I'm, 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 I'm reviewing and reflecting on times on how I reacted, mm. not necessarily responded, but reacted. And I say often, what you really believe deep down, right? And in, in, from an attitude perspective, it influences, it controls your spontaneous reactions. If yeah, you really yeah. want to know what it is you believe, watch how you react to information. Mm. Watch how you react. And it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean it doesn't care. But it does mean it gives you an indicator of just how deep yeah. is your belief, your perspective. How deep do you see? If we think of scripture, how often did the scripture describe or Christ describe the removal of scales from people's eyes. What did the Lord help do? Help people see. I was blind, but now I see. Yeah. Many of the things that we see today is just we see better. <laughs> I had a good time talking with Gary Norland, and we were laughing about perspective. And in in what we were laughing about perspective is uh, the goal of seeing properly. And this is even a leadership principle for those who are listening to me right now. This is a leadership principle. One good indicator of an effective leader is they have a longer term perspective. Mm. They allow what they want to see later influence what they do now. They they allow what I would like to say later is bigger than right now. Mm. Right. Yeah. And. The way that happens is you're just able to see out further. So when I would freak out and go to my dad and be like, Dad, I don't know what I'm going to do if I don't get this done. If I don't get it done by Monday, what's going to happen? And he'd just calmly look at me and say, it'll be Tuesday. Think think about how you walk through the world when you have a perspective. He's not downplaying what I'm going through. But what I'm going through in context of something so much bigger yeah. It, it, it puts it in a proper spot. It is, I, I, you know, better, but I, I think Paul may have said, to live is Christ. Yeah. To die is gain. gain. Yeah. That's unfair to be able to live that way. Yeah. Can you imagine, man, to live is Christ? Man, to die is gain. Brother, I can't help but win. Yeah. That is how we are supposed to see. That is not living in la-la land. That doesn't mean you don't face real stuff. It just means I face real stuff with my eyes open, able to have a better assessment of what's going on. Yeah, so good. There's no way we're going to make good decisions with incomplete information. Yep. There's just no way. There's no way. And I I like to say, if I see right, I do right. But if I see wrong... I got no choice but to do wrong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, as as we kind of wrap this conversation, you know, I hope that whether you're looking at perspective in, in day-to-day life, maybe 
uh, you're you're a young single mom and you're just like trying to figure out how to keep you know the kids moving forward, how to keep the bills paid, or you're a business leader, or you're you're a teenager and you're you're trying to figure out you know how do how do I keep marching forward? Remember, it's not just what you see; it's how you see what you see. And uh, man, that that whole journey of receiving feedback. And I think that's that's one of the reasons why I think both you and I would say probably the the one thing that has helped shape our perspective is spending time in scripture. Come on. I mean it just it it transforms you. We know that the scripture is living and active and uh, if if you don't have that as a rhythm in your life, get into the word. I learned this a long time ago. As much as I read my Bible, I've learned that my Bible reads me mm. and it kind of reveals some mm. stuff. It's like so looking into a mirror and exposes yeah. what's there. And at times when I need a perspective adjustment or an attitude adjustment, yeah. scripture helps kind of correct yeah. and direct those yeah. things in it, my life. It, it was funny. I had a coach who told me one time, he's a son, you know why you don't play? I'm like, why? He said, you're talented. He said, you can make plays. He says, but you don't know the playbook, son. Hmm. He says, I can't play you if you can't if you don't know the playbook. He goes, you are using athleticism in spots you shouldn't be using athleticism because if you run the play correctly, it works. Yeah, and it's so important to help people know that man, the word works. I mean, open up, get into Proverbs, get into all of it, talk, mm-hmm. look, get into New Testament. I, I know we're but even following a a game plan, but get the word in you. Like, do that. Yeah. And then along with that, be around people who will, who will keep growing your perspective, like helping you yeah. see clearer. One person asked me, he's like, so Eric, it, will you get to a point where where um, uh, because you got the word in you and, you, and you're around good people, that that fear will no longer ha- hold you back? I'm like, no, man, like, you're going to have fear. As long as we're still on this place, you got fear. I mean, uh, he did not give us a spirit of fear, love, yeah. power, and sound mind, but you will have fear. But it's useless fear that's killing us. Mm. It's the fear that isn't just because you can't see straight. Yeah. So people help make sure like you're not just, you know, it shift your perspective. I'm telling you, if people, the better, if we worked on how we see, just that alone. Yep. I may be exaggerating here. I believe 80, 90% of our frustration would go away. Yeah. I mean, it, it, when, when my wife and I, we're looking at the same thing, but don't see the same thing. And if we would slow down long enough to just see the same thing before we start arguing mm. from the way that we see it. No, yeah. no, we're just trying to see it similarly. And I've learned, like, you know, just because we say the same thing, see the same thing, don't mean the same thing. My yeah. wife says, you know, hey, uh, I'll be ready in five minutes. I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> What that means. <laughs> what that means. Yeah. And the lesson is, yeah. her definition of five minutes is what we're going by. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, one one final thought. I, I think, you know, it's so important for people to understand that what we're talking about here is not just some make-believe, fabricated, positive thinking that doesn't have a root in anything. Right. You know, biblical faith never invites us to deny reality. It just welcomes us to understand there is a greater reality. And so that, to me, is is the power of perspective. And that's exactly what you're driving at as you were talking through, whether you're a leader, whether you're family, whatever it might be, um, there is an opportunity to not just transform what you see, but how you see what you see 
you see. Any closing thoughts, Eric? The one thing I would add, um, not to shift gears, but to let people know where our energy needs to go, where mm-hmm. the real fight is. The the fight is how we see. Yeah. The, the, that's where, the, the, so often we think the fight's with the other person or the fight's, it's confusion that's the enemy. It's the fact that we can't see clearly that's the enemy. Our work is to see clearly. That's when good. you even go into it like that, it even changes how you go about it. I listen differently. I share differently. I don't assume the same way. We're using the same words, not seeing the same pictures. Yeah. And so when you, we get into scripture the way we do, you see the clarification of things constantly. If we begin to live more like that, it does make us more effective leaders, husbands, fathers, uh, mothers, uh, uh, wives, leaders, yeah. friends, all across the board. We do that and make perspective our goal. Perspective is power. I see right, I will automatically feel better yeah and then i will automatically act better yeah seems the key yeah i love those thoughts thank you for tying those together eric thanks so much for being with us today man again we hope you enjoyed this installment of the build strong podcast we simply want to help add value to people's lives whether that's your family or your leadership and uh thanks so much for being with us today appreciate it my guy Mm. Thank you.